Hey everybody, it's episode 51 of Beers in the Lot. I'm going to level with you. There's not a whole lot going on right now. So this is one of our shorter episodes. But we did talk about Johnstown. We talked about Riggs' upcoming trip to the Level 5 Coaching Symposium for USA Hockey. We hit on a couple of free agent signings and Kraken and the Olympics. We were, we were everywhere. So let's get to it. What are you drinking there, Aaron? Tonight I have a Rattler from our friends at Moosehead. Oh, original. <laughs> Daniel, what you got? I have a Clown Shoes Bubble Farm IPA. Nice. Looks pretty Bubble interesting. Farm. Yeah. And they always have good can art, too. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Yeah, Clown Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a comic book. Pretty dope. Yep. Looks like they're farming bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. You don't say. <laughs> what are you drinking there, Riggs? I have an Aboriginal gangster from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Aboriginal gangster from Burley. Oh, I love it. Yeah, look at the thing. Yeah, it looks like it looks like the Rocco. uh, Rocco's yeah. Modern yeah. Life. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Aboriginal amazing. Gangster Aboriginal. IPA. <laughs> yeah. From uh, Burley Oak Brewing in Berlin, Maryland, on the Eastern Shore. <laughs> so, and Johnny does not have beer. I heard the ice in the glass. <laughs> I heard That's the ice right. Clinks. Well, he's so, got to be classy. He's on a business trip. Well, yeah, <laughs> reporting. All right. Reporting from an undisclosed location where they only sell 30 racks due to the beer distribution laws. I'll just leave it at that. Um, from Frankfurt, Kentucky, USA, I have some Basil Hayden 80 proof. Just got a little travel bottle, so easier to travel with that than buy a full 30 rack of beers and <laughs> cart that around. <laughs> I don't yeah, I have issues, but I don't need to advertise all my issues. So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. So, yeah, you gotta Bourbon's be careful with those mini fridges too. You don't want to like leave them open all night. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good thing my air conditioning works. Good thing yeah, your right. air conditioning works, and <laughs> so you're not in a state where you think leaving the fridge open will cool the room. <laughs> oddly that story, enough, same that state. story has to be told. Oddly, oddly enough, same state, Aaron. I'm not that far. <laughs> not that far from the scene of the crime. Did you test the air conditioning? Because it hasn't been hot That's today. A... So, like, no, I leave on? it. I I left it on. It's yeah. on auto, so it like comes on every little bit for five minutes. So, unlike our room in Johnstown, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So our Johnstown tourney, <laughs> as everyone knows, is just a great weekend full of fun and just hockey and just. Spectacular stories start to finish. Well, one evening, Eric and I were finished, so we did our sheets run because we consumed a lot of beverages. So that night, I decided to get an entire hot dog pizza because I was starving. (laughs) (laughs) I ate half of the pizza. Yeah. And it was only because Brando was right next to me and goes, oh, that looks great. And he was chuckling. And I was like, oh, I'll get it. Ha ha. And then he's like, 
dude, that sounds so gross. Why'd you get it? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I thought anyway. Um, so I, so I ate half of the pizza, put the, put the, I had to take the shelf out of the fridge and I put the pizza box in <laughs> like, like it was an ATM card. Like, that's not why like the fridge was fine then it wasn't no, it, like, so yeah, it was so that was night one. Yeah, and then night two we come back, and Eric and I. The first thing we noticed because we got sheets again. The first thing we noticed was it was insanely hot in our room for some odd reason. It was just it was really hot, so we're like scrambling at two a.m. in the morning, going like it's too hot. We can't sleep. This is ridiculous. So finally, after fiddling around for a few minutes we realized it's broken we knew there were no more rooms because the hockey tournament was going on so all the rooms are taken so i had this awesome idea of taking the old pizza box and wedging it in the refrigerator door <laughs> to leave the refrigerator door open and then we opened our uh our window to our room as well um needless to say the fridge wasn't working in the morning, <laughs> but we slept okay. Yeah, it was and cool. then we got the hell out. Yeah, yeah we, it was much we cooler. Learned, we learned something about how refrigerators work, and that if the compressor runs all the time for yeah. hours on end, it doesn't tend to do well after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, and also you you lost the other half of the hot dog pizza, so you know. Yeah. There was Rats. another casual. It was really. I was really upset about that. <laughs> Riggs, talk about the USA hockey thing. You're going for level five. It's important. It is a big deal. Is it important? Okay. I think it is. Yeah. So you're gonna be a level five, dog. Yeah. So USA hockey, every two years, they do the level five coaches symposium. If you're a USA hockey certified coach, you probably know what that means. If you're not, then you know there's there's five levels four of them you can kind of get now either online or or in person usually there's like regional things but this national one's like every two years the number that i saw from like the last time they had it there were i think like 600 you know coaches from around the country that went to the last place it was at i don't remember what city it was so this year it's in duluth minnesota i'm going out with uh an old fat ball guys player that coaches with me a lot too um so we're gonna have a good time out there they announced that like jeff blashell is gonna be there mike sullivan um one of the granado brothers so they get like high level coaches that come in and like talk to us and teach us stuff and we go on the ice one or two times and you know, learn how to do different things. So it should be awesome. And it's, you know, it's Duluth, Minnesota. I haven't been out there yet. So it'd be cool to see the town and maybe go uh hang out at the school a little bit, try and go to the bookstore and get some Bulldogs gear. Because uh you know, college hockey is a big deal up there. So that'll be cool. But yeah, it should be awesome. It's pretty dope. It's badass. Yeah. Chilling with the uh Future coach of Team USA, yeah, yeah, cool. exactly. The yeah. head coach, yeah, the head coach, yeah, the head coach, coach. Not, yeah, the head coach of the next Olympic team if they actually go. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of up in the air. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I watched the uh, press availability when they announced Mike Sullivan, and then um, the the women's team's coach and the um, the sled hockey coach for the Paralympic uh, games. And I I can't for the life of me remember who who they were, but uh, yeah, Sullivan even mentioned like you know there's some uncertainty around if the NHL is going to go and all that kind of stuff. So, um, who knows, but it would be cool. It better go. I love watching that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it needs to be best on best, right? Yeah. So yeah. What's, what's the point in calling it the Olympics? If you can't, if you're not sending the best players in the world. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Seems Especially silly. like, like the last time NHLers didn't go, so it was like American League guys and um, college kids, junior hockey age kids, uh, guys that were playing over in Europe. So that's cool. But then, like, the Russian Olympic Committee team, since Team <laughs> Russia didn't actually go because they're in trouble. Huh. Uh, <laughs> still Russia. playing for Russia. The athletes or whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever it is. Uh, you know, they sent all their KHL guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay. It's <laughs> yeah. it's much better when it's best on best. Because then, like, yep. Yep. USA, Canada, Russia, Sweden, Finland, uh, Czech, not so much these days, but, you know, some of those other hockey-crazy countries, you know, send all their good players. And they're all names that you know, and that's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have you have like NHL teammates playing against each other, and, and you know for their countries, that's it's cool. Exciting. We always like to see like the different lineups too, and like oh, you know, you get to see uh, you know Crosby play with Jonathan Taves, or you know what I mean, right? Like just cool, cool lines. Yeah, uh, get to see I like seeing that. Play I like seeing other Kuhn people Hackle. play. Yeah. <laughs> and Stutzla. Oh, it's Stutzla. Stutzla. There you go. Come on. Well, I think like if you're a Team Canada person, you're probably getting really excited because you're gonna have McKinnon, Sydney, and McDavid. Potentially, they all could play on the same line because Team Canada normally has a wealth of depth down the middle, so guys just move to wing. It's the way it works. Yeah. Yeah, but but wouldn't they too like? Because they've had lots of success with Crosby and Marshan together, and then they just kind of throw someone else on the line. Right. If yeah. Bergeron's if Bergeron's healthy, he ends up on that line. So, like, yeah, you know, I mean, well, it's what's the saying? It's an embarrassment of riches, right? Like they they're gonna have guys <laughs> on on the bottom six that are legit first liners in the NHL. <laughs> You know, yeah. top one <laughs> players. Yeah. 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 So, but like, that was always the knock, or still is the knock against Babcock. Like, you know, on his resume, everybody points to Olympic gold medal. And it's like, how could you not? <laughs> how yeah, could you not seriously. win with that team? All you had to do was show up and, yeah. you know, yeah, just, maybe set a line behind up. the bench. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The four of us, the you, four of us, could have coached. You guys go out there. I'm just gonna open the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, what are you talking about? They're NHL players. Tell them to hop over the boards. I'm sitting on the bench, like looking cool. <laughs> like, I'm excited for USA because we got a, we as a country have a lot of young talent. Yes. And it's not like before in previous generations, like you could go to the Salt Lake Olympics in the last couple since then. Like, I wouldn't say we have top end talent. We have like, definitely close to top tier we could say that but not top end like now with Gaudreau and Matthews and you have an aging Patrick Kane but he's still at the top of his game you got tons of guys Eichel if well if Eichel I think it's going to be dependent on surgery surgery um yeah there's Caulfield Caulfield (laughs) yeah Caulfield Zegris the Hughes clan I mean, the entire Hughes clan. Yeah, the Hughes, Hugheses, the Hugheses. Who's the, who's the other kid uh, out in Anaheim? Segris, um, Danny. Said no, it. no, the other one, the other one. There's another one that played for that World Junior team. Uh, I can't remember his name. Can't remember either. Anyways, there's a lot of young talent, yeah. like you said, for Team USA, and I like when I looked at. There were people that were posting, you know, projected depth charts and all this kind of stuff. And I went through the list. But yeah, you know what? If they actually go at, to this Olympics, USA had like this is probably the best shot that USA has had at a gold medal at the Olympics in a long time, maybe since 2010. You know? Oh yeah. So yeah. So that would be awesome. So hopefully they go. And I would, and I would say too, we got. You, know, you have Connor Hellebuck, John Gibson, Thatcher Demko. Even though he's younger, he may Demko may make it. I don't know if he'll play, but like there are three top flight goalies right there between mm. Gibson and Hellebuck. I have no problem with either of those guys going in and you know doing anything. They'll be fine. Yeah. And and also Team USA women's ice hockey too. They're going to be just fine going into the next Olympics. Yes. Canada has all the pressure on the women's side too. They haven't beat Team USA in a big game. So cross fingers. Hopefully that streak continues. <laughs> we could talk about the Kraken's contract getting denied. What shocks you more about free agency though? The fact that Suter got a contract again for three oh. years, or the fact that Seattle signed a contract that was not in the, yeah, but what they is, what's uh, in the spirit of the CBA. The Grubauer <laughs> thing, though, they worked it out, right? Like they fixed it, and now it's fine. Yeah. So whatever. Now Suter, <laughs> three years. Yeah, that's that's madness. Hmm. What kind of money Oof. on that contract? Uh, for him, I know it was Dallas Stars. It's a four-year deal. Three point six, four years a year, four years, not three point six a year, three point six a year. So fourteen mil. How old is he? Too um, old. No spring chicken, that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's too is much that term. A, is that a over thirty five? He is currently thirty six. He is that's 36. A over thirty five contract. So yeah, they get they get penalized if he uh, if he goes out early, right? If he retires Correct. early. Yep. What is Dallas doing anyway? Like, what the hell? The other team that kind of makes me scratch my head thinking of that is still Carolina. Oh, my God. 
We're not we really, starting this again. So, yeah, do we We're, really have we to talk about to. them again? We don't need to, but <laughs> I called I called the goalie they were going to sign because it it just looked like it, and they I don't see that as an upgrade. And then also, like we said in our group chat, I have severe issues with a few other signings for several reasons, but we don't need to get into that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about them anymore. I don't either. <laughs> we won't. Done. They're doing. They're Over. Doing, they're Finished. Doing bad. Bad things. <laughs> bad things. <laughs> Watch them come out and win like, like two or three playoffs rounds. Uh, no, they won't. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I would be shocked. Hmm. But Dallas, Dallas bothers me because they still have Jake Ottinger, Kadobin, and Ben Bishop, and they got to get rid of one of those gentlemen. And I don't see anybody taking Ben Bishop, so that means you got to move Kadobin because he's the most attractive one. But also, it's late in the game. Who's going to take a goalie at this point? At this point, right? There were so many moves, like around around both drafts, the free agency, like teams just went nuts. And it seemed like a lot of them were just making moves because they felt like they had to. I don't know, but yeah. Like there, there are a lot of teams I felt like made moves that didn't have to. They were in good shape. They had to sign some Austin. key free agents, and oh, yeah. Well, they they're weird though because they're old at certain positions and they're young at others. And they're were you surprised they, to see them let Krejci walk? Well, I think he wanted to retire more, but it was more like. He has one or two years, and they were gonna. He was gonna play in check anyway. I think he's kind of doing like the Yager thing to some extent. Mm-hmm. So, but David Krejci's like a really good player, but he was also yeah. never like a fast player. So even when they won the cup years ago against Vancouver, he was never fast. He just he always like he always was in the play, kind of like Joe Thornton. Like he's always in the play, but he's not at the well, Bergeron's not fast. He moves faster than Krejci, though. Those type mm. of guys are just smart, right? Like they just, yeah, they know They're where to smart. go. Yeah, they know where to go. They know where the puck's gonna be. So, just smart. He he was never yeah. like he wasn't very high though in their lineup, was he ever? I don't, I mean I don't really know, but just fuck them. He was middle. He, always... he was middle six, <laughs> yeah. right? But he wasn't like usually. Yeah, I think he was middle line. Six. Yeah, yeah. Like all the time, I and he would always do really well in the playoffs. Regular season, he was he was there. He contributed, but he didn't just average light yeah. It up. Yeah, yeah. He would he did his damage in the in the playoffs, but Pittsburgh yeah. actually did all right. I like the Danton Heining signing. That's not bad. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So I think Pittsburgh did okay. We didn't spend a ton of money. Thank God for a change. Well, they're they're trying to undo they some can. things there. Yeah, they can't. Yeah. They're in those like weird years where they're strapped, right? And they have no well, draft picks. Well, and hopefully they yeah. don't do what Boston's kind of bare. Hopefully they don't do what Boston's done like the last, I don't know, five years or so, maybe a little bit longer, where they just kind of like limp along through their cap issues and they're kind of competitive and sometimes they're contenders and then they're not. It's, it's, you know, 
your famous saying, Johnny, the circle of average. Yeah. You know. It's, I mean, unfortunately, circle like. Circle of mediocrity. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the problem is, like, and I, I said this, but I'll, like, Boston, I would definitely say Pittsburgh. Yeah, the three teams that we said at the beginning of last season, like, they're in this weird zone because they're going to make the playoffs because they have yeah. the pieces to make their playoffs, but they're they're either too depleted in their farm system, they're not deep enough on draft picks, and the core they have is aging, but there's not enough in that middle group between the young guns and the right. guys you should have technically had because they were mortgaging the future to try and be more competitive for cups. But the aging core is also generational talent. So that will get you into the playoffs, but exactly. you also yeah, need yeah. those yeah, other yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. once get you, you get to the they'll playoffs. They'll get you there, but they're not going to get you through. Right. Like, that's the that's the one issue. And then because they mortgage the future, their draft picks are somewhat so-so, but then they're getting later round draft picks. So you're not, I wouldn't say you're not bottoming out to get like lottery picks, but you're not in the top 10 every year. Right. So, and there's a lot of steals you can do, obviously, you know, you could find talent, but it's, you know, it's harder sometimes when you don't, right. you don't get those generational players or, yeah. you know, top flight prospects. Penn's picked fifty eighth. What was yes. the uh, what was the low pick for the Caps? Uh, they were in the first round, I believe. I have 57. no idea. <laughs> yeah, they're the first round. <laughs> the first round. But I have no idea. Yeah, well, I was Penn's more directed was... at John. <laughs> I yeah. pay. Yeah, I pay because you know John was watching. Right. Well, the I... the kid that the kid that the Pens actually got, <laughs> Bros, he was supposed to be taken by the Caps. A lot of mock drafts had him going to the Caps. So. He's a bro. I pay zero attention. To I know. Rigsy pays zero attention. <laughs> and I'm like, the, I loved it. The draft after like number eight spot, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? It's kind of, it's kind of meh after that. I agree. Yeah. I just this randomly year, picked number eight too. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Because I'm just trying to pay lip service to the fact that, you know, the the consensus number one, right, the term that gets thrown around, yeah, that's an exciting player, you know, no matter what draft you're in, that that number one that everybody agrees should be number one that goes number one, that's an exciting yeah. hockey player, and they're gonna do something, right? Uh, especially these days, since all the you know, not, you know, we were talking about Olympics before all the sort of national team uh, development organizations and programs around the world are doing a great job. Um, so, yeah, the number one is always going to be very exciting. But you know what? We already know who it's going to be like a year out, sometimes more than a year out. So I really don't care about the draft. <laughs> Yeah, it's Shane Wright, and then it's Connor Bedard two years after this. So, cool. Whatever. Yeah, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right, that's all we got for this one. As always, thanks for listening. And be sure to check out beersandalot.com so you can get to our Discord, get to our Patreon, and come talk to us and support the show. But anyway... We'll be back next week with a maybe longer, maybe shorter episode. We'll see. Who knows? You just have to listen and find out. 
But until then, thanks again for listening. See you.